Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Dramatic Dream Dragons podcast. This week's second episode of the Dramatic Dream Dragons podcast, because we, of course, had a podcast earlier this uh, this week with Ho Ho Lun from Dragon Gate, where we previewed Dangerous Gate 2023, which is the show we're going to review today. Uh, we are a podcast all about Dragon Gate and DDT, and we are, as always, brought to you by the Five Star Network. Uh, and yeah, uh, I'm your host, Sunder Bjorn, and with me today I have both Dylan and Yannick. Hi guys, how are you? Hello Dylan, hello Sandra here. Yes, Yannick, the dramatic one, as Sandra reminded me this week that he sometimes forget like who we are. Like, Sandra, you're the dragon, just yeah. so you remember, I'm the dramatic. And hello Dream, Dylan, how are you? That's me, living the dream, talking all about pro wrestling, and in this case, specifically Japanese pro wrestling, of a very particular two flavors, double-sided flavors that we're going to talk about with DDT and Dragon Gate. Very happy to be here once again, and very happy with how our show with HoHo went as well. So hopefully everybody enjoyed that, and now you get the flip side of that. We talked about it before the show, and now we're going to talk about it after the show. Let's see how it goes. So, uh, of course, before we start with the review of Dangerous Gate and our catch-up on some DDT news, I just have to thank Yannick for uh, not only getting us the Ho-Ho interview, but also getting me a gift package which included a Natural Vibes t-shirt from Japan. I was so happy when I when I got it. I opened it earlier this week with Yannick on voice, and he can he could hear my excitement as I was picking stuff out of the package, <laughs> and that was awesome. Uh, a crazy little thing that we have become so many so good friends to, uh, because of our podcasting together, and I got an awesome gift package from Japan because of that. So thank you, Yannick. You're welcome. I didn't expect that. <laughs> all at this point, but uh, hey, you're welcome. Hey, hey, I have to plug how good of a friend you are, okay? Nice. But yeah, Thank we're you. gonna uh, review Dangerous Gate 2023, which happened today on the 20th of August 2023 from the Ota City General Gymnasium Ota Ward. A crowd of 1,898, which is 108 more than last year's uh, number, which had Yoshioka versus Eita as the main event in the same build for Dangerous Gate. Um, so yeah, I the crowd, this attendance being just a just one hundred above Yoshioka and Eita last year is not ideal at all, in my opinion. But what can you do? It, it's the attendance. What can we do about it? it they always will vote with their wallet, and it's uh, like it's Tokyo. They, we we always know that Tokyo isn't really that big of a place for Dragon Gate. So, but yeah, and I sh- I'm sure they they are like somewhat happy with this. But I would have I would think that they would hope for a better number than last year. Well, if you used your Jedi mind tricks to control the fans to make them come, maybe we would have a bigger attendance. Have you ever thought about that, Sandre? Well, Rio Saito, you gotta you gotta go to the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. You gotta train. The secret to every great promoter 
that for some reason hasn't been picked up upon yet. But I'm sure he'll get there one day. Yes. <laughs> one day. Yeah. Um but enough about attendance because I always get I always get confused when talking about attendance and it's a really depressing matter to talk about, so and to delve deep in. So we'll we'll just move on to the actual resting on this. And match number one, six man tag. KC, Big Rush Shimizu, and UT of Natural Vibes defeated Dragon Dia, Kaito Nara, Daiki Yonaguchi in 8 minutes and 23 seconds when Big Boss won with Big Boss Press over Daiki Yonaguchi. I thought this was a very charming opening match. Um, I love Daiki doing like small, like Shima, uh, Shima like moves, the, the Meteora, and the, he did the Somoto also. And he had new fringe gear, so he almost looked like like a twinkier Shima. But yeah, uh, it was awesome. Yeah, I I really liked that gear. Um, what did you guys think about this? Um, yeah, this is like the perfect opener for a show like this. Um, you know, you wish they would book like something with a little more consequence. Um, but this was fun. Um, I put UT on the card, so uh, you know I'm happy. And oh man, there were there was some crazy stuff in there from the the rookies. Yeah, yeah, I I thought Daiki especially looked pretty good in this. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kaito had uh, I forgot what the move was, but it you know he failed at it. And like the next move, he did something other, something completely different, um, but equally as crazy, and that worked. So it was just okay. Yeah, I forgot about that one. So this is good. <laughs> I thought there was a lot of great energy in this match, uh, definitely from the rookies as well. But everybody looked pretty good to me here. I, it wasn't especially long, but to me, it was like a great opener for for what it was. Again, it's not something you have to like rush out to see. But if you're sitting down, tuning into the show, you look at this and say, like, okay, I'm in a good mood now. You see this great uh, fast-paced opener. And like you said, the young guys really got to stand out. So I thought it was a smart match all around. Gave okay. Big Boss a win as well. Yeah. Uh, boss doing the, like, triple stack Samoan drop with Daya, Kaito, and Daiki up on top of him. Basically probably weighed just as much as, like, a normal wrestler in another company. So that... <laughs> It's still impressive, though. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, we move over to the next match. Uh, the eight-man tag, get everyone on the card. Minorita got pulled from this match because he had, a, he had a leg injury the day before. So, for safety reasons, he was uh, pulled from this match. I don't think it's a, such a serious injury, so I don't think he will be out for too long. But he was replaced in this match by our co-host from earlier, this Ho-Ho-Lun. Uh, so yeah, 8-man tag, Ultimo Dragon, Naruki Doi, BB Hawk, and ho ho got the win over Shuji Kondo, uh, Kondo Kagetora, uh, Problem Dragon, and Punch Tominaga after 7 minutes and 54 seconds. Um, La Magistral won the match from, uh, for Ultimo Dragon's team when he pinned Tominaga. Nothing. Not, nothing match. Uh, we can probably move on. To the next match because 
that the the like standout part of this match was Stoy being stressed that someone's someone was going to pin him because he's now the Iron Man Heavy Metal Champion in DDT. Yeah, especially Stoy did absolutely nothing in this match. <laughs> hey, hey, he was tired. Okay, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Wasn't he on the old Japan show the day before? Yeah. So yeah, he he was tired. I guess. You know, you you worked the promotion with this business schedule of all the promotions in Japan for years. And now you're tired when you work the old man's promotion. Or no, the big man's. The old man's is a different one. Yeah, I mean, he he, he worked Hikaru Sato and Suama for 10 minutes and 56 okay. seconds yesterday. So maybe maybe he, he was tired from that match. I haven't seen it, so I can't judge on how much he did in that match either. <laughs> but yeah, they, they, this their host point of this match was just to get people on the card, so yeah. it served its purpose there. Thankfully, my Feng Shui worked to get Ho-Ho wrestling on the show after we talked about uh, you. Uh, we talked about him not being on the card. So now he got it here. So a special yeah. bonus. Yeah, uh, we move over to the Open the Brave Gate title match. Ishin making his first defense versus Mochizuki Jr. And it was a successful when he won after 11 minutes and 8 seconds with the Alcatraz submission hold, I think, was the finish, yes. if I remember right. Uh, this was awesome. I I love this match. Uh, it First of all, it started just like the legendary Mochizuki versus Shingo match from 2015. It started exactly like that, with uh, Mochizuki Jr. Inst- instantly going for Ishin, and I love that. Uh, Junior debuted a new a new dive in this ma- in this match. I f- it might have been intentional to fu- to fuck it up because it it looked awesome, but it, it was like the Fosbury flop kind of looking uh, dive. I really like that. I yeah. really uh, liked. Yeah, pe- people were calling it a Fosbury uh, flop, but that's but that's bullshit. Like it, it just only. You know, yeah. it, it just already hit with uh, with the uh, the legs, but yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, uh, I'll let you talk about this more soon because I know how much you want to talk about it. I really liked the uh, the like elbow and uh, elbow exchange that ended in a headbutt. I thought it was awesome. A very fast paced match, and for me, this was probably one of the best Braviate matches this year. Uh, Yannick, you can start for this. How did you feel? Um, to me, this is a match of the night, and I feel this. I feel that this is a match that we will look back on in years to come because the step that they took and uh, the steps that they took to get to this point since they like the last. A few interactions that they had last year were so clearly visible, and it's not like a great match and like uh, you know, like star ratings or anything. Like I wouldn't say, um, you know, there are still like bits with Ishin, um, 
Ishin on top that people don't really like. Um, personally, I liked it a lot here. And then you see them innovating, and not everything works, but it feels so gritty and it's so captivating to me that I that I'm sure like okay they have, and they have another match in like a year or so. I think I go back and watch this one first again, just to yeah. to see where they where they come from and get you know get in the mood because this seem to me seamlessly seamlessly started where they left off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dylan, what did you think about this? Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good match here. I definitely had more. You know, when it comes to the Bravegate matches this year, they're not really ever bad, but there's not a lot to them a lot of the times. So this one, obviously, with them being so linked, I thought had a little bit more to sink your teeth into. If yeah. you're a follower of the promotion, I think a lot of what Yannick says actually goes to that. If you are a tried-and-true DG fan, you've been following these guys since they first came in last year, uh, there's a lot that you can take from this and hopefully they will yeah. expand upon it in, in later years. I think if you're like a new fan coming in, maybe you're not as familiar with them or their story. I still think it was pretty good. I wouldn't say it was bad at all, but I didn't think it was like anything that I'll, I would say, no, you have to, you have to see this. It's more like, okay, this was a good step in their greater story, uh, more or less. And I thought it was, you know, like you mentioned, they tried a lot of new stuff here, Mochizuki Jr. Especially <laughs> I thought put in, Ishin, I haven't been super high on in this current run, but I think he's, like, in this type of match, I thought it was good, and I'd like to see him against other people besides Junior and see how he does more than anything. Like, like this was something that I thought, in my head, they would have built to this more rather than just being the first defense. Yeah. But yeah. They, they went here first, so now I think it's, that kind of puts more interest on the rest of his reign to see who he faces. So that's kind of cool, but it was a, a good match. I wouldn't say it was anything like super standout to me, but it was, it was good for me. For me, this match was the only match on this card that didn't under deliver towards their potential. Uh, when yeah. I look yes. at the yes. paper and I will get more into that when we talk about the other matches, but that is the big standpoint about this match, is that this match is the only match that didn't under-deliver to the potential they had. Uh, like, this is, for me, I think this is the best match these two could put on right now, with their abilities right now. I've, I definitely believe they have a better one in the future, but they aren't just at that point yet. I really like the, the, the post-match of Junior basically looking completely defeated and like almost crying and you could see that it got to it that this gets to him and it, it's almost like this is going to be the whole story be junior improving it during Ishin's reign and then coming back from him in the end i and almost it's almost like his tweet after the show almost also also said that because he's he said, I will start again. There is a def there is a difference between our abilities right now, Ishan, and I will start again. You are too strong right now, but I don't give a fuck. I will beat you in the future. <laughs> and I loved that last part, especially because he will... I definitely believe that Mochizuki Jr. will spend... Like, his next story now will be to get on Ishan's level so that he can challenge him again. 
and I, I I hope they capitalize on it. I hope this is a rivalry that will go on forever. I've said after this match that I w- I hope we will have a yearly Ishan and Mochizuki Jr. singles match going forward. We already had that last year. We had their singles match in Corrigan. And now let's we will keep doing it in my opinion i should i hope we we will keep doing these singles matches because it's a good way to judge both uh, both wrestlers potential as at the point of that match and it's a good way to judge how far they have come since the last match so as yannick said this match to look forward to, to look back to when you watch uh, look forward to future matches they have with each other is definitely something that you should do because again this was a sprint it was 11 minutes you definitely go back and rewatch this before a show or or you can they they can easily show this during or something for a bigger match so yeah i i look forward to this um i am very very into this story and how it leads going forward which is something that i don't have i don't say a lot about this uh, about the show right now because because a lot of the stuff later I'm not that high on. But yeah, we move over to the next match. Special six-man tag. Ben K, Strong Machine J, and Yukio Shioka, three members of the Rainbow Generation Big Six leaders of Dragon Gate versus Don Fuji, Masaki Mochizuki, and New Japan Pro Wrestling's Tomohiro Ishii. The the Dragon Gate's big six members, Ben K, Yuki, and Strong Machine J, got the wins over the, the old guys after 40 minutes and 49 seconds when Yoshioka hit the frog splash on Mochizuki. Dylan, uh, you can go first. I thought this was a lot of fun, but it. Yeah, yeah you can go first. <laughs> It, it just depends on your expectations for it. You know, if, if you come in expecting like a super banger, match of the year type of deal, then you're not going to get that here. But for a mid-card six-man match, I mean, this was like uh, fourth from the top. Yeah. I thought they did a good job, honestly. Like, I really enjoyed this for what it was. I thought everybody did pretty good here. Um, Ishii, it was just surreal almost seeing him in this env- environment in 2023. This did take me back to the, you know, you know, like the old days, war, you know, stuff like that. World Japan, we're going back all all the times with these guys here, and it was so fun uh, for me. And I thought that the the young guys, I thought they did very good in their roles. Again, nothing that like knocked your socks off, but in terms of a match quality, I would put this above the last one, like just in terms of the in ring wrestling overall. And you would expect that with guys like Yoshioka, Ben K, like that are, that are strong and obviously Ishii. Um, they didn't get a ton out of him. It's not like he was like, yeah, you know, it's not. He, this wasn't G one issue. Let's put it, yeah, yeah, let's put it that way. But I, I thought for what he did, it was fun. It was just a good match, like just a good mid card match here, and I, yeah. and I liked it. Yeah, for sure. I didn't say it wasn't a good match. I I thought it was a lot of fun. I I wanted issue to do more. I think that is my big big thing about it. I wanted issue to have more exchanges with the the other two not just Ben K but yeah well this this is kind of a, a sequel to last month's match with Hiroma where it's like yeah, yeah. it's clear these guys see DG's a step down from yeah. New, New Japan based on their efforts and unfortunately I would have I wonder if he, that would have been the case if they had like a singles match with him 
but then he can't lose. So I guess because uh, his team did lose here, even yeah. though it was Mochi taking the pin. But still, uh, I guess like, if it had been a singles match, I wonder what we would have gotten out of him. Yeah, Yannick, uh, what do you think about this? To me, that's probably like an attention issue, issue on my side, but the match just kind of happened. And yeah. then it was over. Um, so, yeah, I don't have much to say about it. Which is a bit disappointing. You know, it's it's fine. Um, but it's not what it could have been. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I my my big thoughts about this was basically that Mochizuki and Yoshioka running back their, their sequences from last year's uh, Dreamgate match in the ending stretch of this match was really fun and I that was like the one thing that lasted match was just Yoshioka and Mochizuki doing their stuff from last year. Like I when Yoshioka hit the first frog splash, I almost wanted the, the like the the fa- the the elbow that uh, Mochizuki did during the title match. I I got flashbacks to that match, and I, that that was awesome. Hey, have you seen? Because uh, we didn't say we were going to talk about. It, have you seen his in one matches? No, I'm so far behind. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he's gotten negative reviews from Noah fans like thus yeah. far, pretty much. And you see him no in a match like fans? this. Well, it's interesting because you like a big a big problem with him is how like. It seems like he doesn't want to be there. Like he doesn't care that much about anything, and that's kind of an interesting thing because a lot of people were criticizing his title reign as very him not being very charismatic. And I think in Noah, he's definitely not charismatic. But here, I think you see that there's more. To, there's a more of a spark to him in these DG matches than in Noah. But yeah, I, I mean... thought his first match against Mazan that was good. Yeah, that's all yeah. I can see too. Uh, what did you think about the Keno match? I haven't seen it yet, but uh, Keno was great, and Yoshioka wasn't. But... Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I'm I will catch up on the N one uh, at some point, but so we will probably talk about that probably at the end of the tournament. Uh, to see how the lasting point of his whole run was there. But yeah, in this match, I thought he looked pretty good and like almost everyone in this match looked good there was there just wasn't that much to it for me but yeah we move over to the next match that the another one the well first before uh there was intermission after this match and after the intermission a video appeared and it was highlights from takuma nishikawa's run in mexico uh takuma nishikawa was a, a one of the young young people from the 2020 uh no 2022 generation based oh, what's it called yes. uh, the class of class of 2022 i'm sorry the class of 2022 he he but he went straight to the ultimo uh house in mexico with sbk and takuma fujiwara basically he he went like right after they had gone so he has been he hasn't made his dragon gate japan debut yet but in this video, he made sure to tell everyone that he will make his in-ring debut for Dragon Gate on September 7th in Corken Hall. So yeah, I, I think that's cool. I, that's very you know, exciting. Yeah, I, I really look forward to see what Nishikawa has, how he looks there, uh, 
when he comes from Mexico because him being sent straight to Mexico was always like, oh, okay, why? <laughs> but yeah, I I look forward to seeing that. Um, will he? Will this be just a visit back, or will this be his official return from excursion? We don't know. Uh, so yeah, I look forward to that. One of the highlights of the show. I think it's it's really cool that he's coming back. I I can't wait to see what he does here. Yeah, and then we move over to the to the other outsider versus Dragon Gate match on this show: Yamato versus Fujita Junior Ayato of Michinoku Pro Wrestling. Yamato beats Fujita Junior Ayato in shocking fashion after nine nineteen minutes and five seconds when he hit when he. Tapped him out to the sleeper hold. Shocking, shocking result for me. I did not expect Yamato to win this at all. I think it's cool though. I because I pretty I if it makes air the match they have set up, I think it could be really fun because that will be on Fujita Junior Hayato's uh, home gra- home turf. But yeah. Uh Dylan, what do you think about this match? Yeah, him winning is kind of a reality check on where Michinoku Pro is on the, in the grand scheme of things here. Yeah. I don't like that... I mean, it's, I don't like that he tapped out the UWF champion here with, with the sleeper hold, Yamato of all people, and the match to me was like... Uh, like, just... It was fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with it, really. But I feel like I feel about this match. That's a lot of what I do about the main event, actually. Like a fine match that did absolutely nothing for me at all. Like I just thought it was such a slow, uninteresting match. In all honesty, like one of Fujita's worst that I've seen, but better than the one he had against Ito because it was a shoot style match. But that's about that's about as nice as I can be about it. Interesting, Yannick. Um. Yeah. Bad. It happened. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll be the high one on this match. I I thought this match after the first ten minutes, it. I thought this match really kicked in when Fujita, this John Woo, and I thought that kind of light up a fire in both guys, and they kind of really. I really liked the like elbow exchanges that the. the the head shoot headbutts and all that. I really like that. Uh, that is always things that get me hyped. And I thought the finishing stretch was really cool. Yamato winning was it like it really shocked me uh, because this was Fujita Junior Ayato's first singles uh, since coming back from uh, cancer. So it is kind of a big deal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, him losing was. I mean, it's nice that they set something up with it. Just. Yeah, Yamato. They, <laughs> they they set up that they will have a uh, what's the title? Uh, MPW Toku Toku Junior oh. Heavyweight Title Match in uh, in Michinoku Pro Wrestling later this year. Uh, we don't know ex- the exact date, but they will have a match later this year for that title uh, because Fujita Junior also basically said, "Hey." You, you, you versus me for the ti- for my title. What if he had said you versus me for the late UF title? 
and he won with a, a chokeout. So like that's kind of kind of actually kind of sets up a UWF match if they wanted to do that. But no, instead it's the impro- the Tohoku title. So yeah, makes I mean, sense. I I hope that I hope that makes tape. That's the biggest thing with Michinoku Pro Wrestling is that, well, as long as it makes tape, it could be cool maybe. Uh, but yeah, I I I thought this was pretty good, but it could have been better. Uh, we move over to the next match. Open the Twin Gate title match. Three-way tag. Elimination rules. As always, all three-way tags in Dragon Gate. Susumu Mochizuki and Sushi Kanda. MK making their third defense versus Jason Lee and Jackie from Gameplay of Natural Vibes. And Kai and Hyo of Seabrats. And it was a successful one. After 22 uh, minutes and 48 seconds, uh, MK retained. Hyo eliminated Jack from Kikame and Jason Lee. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't remember exactly when in the match, but it was somewhere near the end. And like five minutes later, uh, Susumu and Kanda won when uh, Susumu hit their Koska spinner to get the win. I did not like this match at all. <laughs> like I, I thought this match could have been so much better. And I there like one thing I was I was into was was M, uh, MK and Vibes having a having a pretty great sequence and then Jason getting t- uh, uh taped to the top turnbuckle was at least creative. But yeah, other, other than that I wasn't into this. Yannick, uh, you said before we started recording that you will probably be the only high guy on the match. How did you No, feel I'm, I'm not the high like I'm the high guy of us three. Okay. Because I think this was f- fine. Yeah. Um, I saw people really shitting on it, and I, you know, I kind of disagree, but it's like nothing I want to watch again. Um, I just thought, yeah, this was fine there was there were some good uh bits in there like with the taping um with them taping jason to uh to the top turnbuckle um good call back to the number one contenders match why yeah. was big boss just standing there and watching so like you know they looked like idiots um, yeah. And I thought that like, the the finishing finishing stretch with the the powder and Suzumu that was that was quite fun. Yeah, Suzumu throwing the powder in his face was pretty fun uh, in his own face. Uh, Dylan, what do you think? See, so you you're questioning why Shimizu was standing there watching this, and I was wondering why I was watching this. <laughs> they went at the end. I just thought, yeah, this was not my style of match at all. And especially not when you have, you know, say what you want about Hyo and Kai as a team. Like, they could do something good together. And obviously, I love the Vibes team so much. Uh, like, but both of them, they're two of my favorite guys. M3K have been great champions. Just this, to me, was something that maybe on another show, and maybe if it needed, like, a variety, I would I would get behind this a little bit more. But this show needed a great match on it because we hadn't seen that <laughs> yet on the, sh- on the show, in my opinion. And I don't think we got this at, at all. And I just 
it's just not my style of match. I didn't like this at all. And I'm with the people who were talking bad about it, probably in all likelihood. But I do think that a lot of that is the environment of the show. Where, like the rest of the show. I think for a change of pace, this could have this style of match could have worked. But in the context that it was in, I thought it sucked pretty and much. So it also was like they were like that I think the all the like the pow, all the powder stuff, the running in, the taping the taping yeah. them up and all that, it could have worked if it had been any like believable heels other than Yo, yeah. <laughs> that's my big problem with this was that I just couldn't believe watch watch this believing Hyo. Like first of all, I couldn't believe he like I was worried that he would win, that they would win because I would have been that would be terrible in my opinion. But I like he if this was Shun Skywalker, I think I would my feelings on that whole finishing stretch could have been. Better, because I think uh, Shun would have done a better job than than Hyo. Just in all counts, not only, and that is also a problem I have uh, with Sebras uh, right now is that while Shun is in in the states, Sebras is kind of a sad faction. Yeah, this trio, like, uh, man, <laughs> there's there's like nothing for me here. Um, but yeah, at least M3K won. Uh, the, maybe the pop, the biggest pop of the crowd was in this match, though, when Motosuke Jr. Ra- ran in to save uh, uh, Kanda and Susumu from going through the table. I think that was like the biggest pop this of the world crowd made. It definitely yeah. wasn't in the main event. <laughs> we, we wouldn't know um, because you didn't hear the crowd at all, and I'm not... Exclusively saying like that's the the crowd's problem. Um, no, they were mic'd atrociously. Yeah, they and I. That's a general problem that they have. Um, I watched back some stuff from Worlds this week, and you know, like knowing how the crowd really sounded being there and how it sounded on tape, it's just two different worlds. Yeah, I I believe that so much. <laughs> I I definitely believe that. Yeah, uh, we move over to the next match. Open the Dreamgate ma- uh, title match, the main event. Madoka Kikura making his second successful defense over Kota Minora after twenty eight minutes and seven seconds, when he he won in pretty dominant fashion with the Rolling Lariat. The right hand of God rolling there it. Um yeah. Uh for me for me this could have been so much better, but I still think it was a pretty great main event. But I think they underdelivered on what I wanted from both, and they underdelivered on what what they did earlier this year. But it was still a pretty wor- well-worked match and pretty well-paced match. It just didn't have the drama that the Cork and Hall match had. It didn't have the crowd that the Cork and Hall match had. It didn't... There was a lot of stuff missing, but I thought the work was pretty good. Hikura's escapes from the Golden Rose were all really creative. 
the near falls in the ending stretch was really fun. The every time the jumping knee gets catched is so impressive because like Kota Minori is such a huge guy. He's a, so tall and he's so muscular and for someone to catch that guy while on one and hold him by one knee is always really impressive for me. And kick it up as always, great lariats and all that. But yeah, for me, un- this under delivered on what they could have done, but was still a great match. Yannick, you can go first. Um, I agree with you without saying that it was like a great match. Um, this was a good match. I thought that was definitely better than the Kobe World one. Um, I know you disagree on that. Um, no, it said that in, in chat. But yeah, you know, this was a good match. But um, I think this is definitely not a match that they have to be like ashamed of. Um, yeah, but it's not a match that will be remembered forever. Yeah, I I don't know if it'll be remembered by tomorrow. Like I thought it was such a nothing match ultimately, like so long and man, the work again. Much like the earlier match with Yamato and Fujita, it's not like they were messing things up or doing bad things. They they had good ideas. They tried. But this never got into any kind of like memorable gear to me where I was thinking, man, these guys are really turning it up. Like the match they had in April, like you mentioned in Corbin yeah. Hall, that match really stood out and had a lot of great stuff in it. What was missing from this match? I wonder, like, you know, you would think in a main event, a title match, they would come in there and really want to tear the house down. And the, again, the show needed them too, like, the, like because the undercard, there's nothing bad on this show. Outside of the tag match, in my in my opinion, like they are the Twin Gate title match, but there was nothing wrong with the show up and down. But what was here to grab me as a viewer? Yeah, and I just come away leaving the show thinking, man, is this like? And now we're two straight shows with Kakuda, where it's like, okay. I mean, I personally thought last month's match was better, and I'm not even a big as big of a fan of you as that. Um, that was like a seven out of ten. This was like a six, maybe. Uh, like that, that it might be like that uh, to me. I just thought it was a totally inconsequential match in the, the grand scheme of things, and it should have meant a lot more considering Menorah and all the hype that came from it. But I don't know. I just I wasn't feeling this at all by by the end, unfortunately. Why did it go so long? Yeah, that is also my question about this. Why yep. did this go long? <laughs> like the, uh, I was like. At some points during this match, I was worried about them maybe being too ambitious and trying to go for a 60. And I was worried about what? for some points of for some points of this match, I was worried. Okay. But in the end, after like the 50 minute mark, I was like, okay, no, they're they're definitely not. they're they're ending in like 20, 20 minutes or something. Like they're ending in like five minutes, I thought around the 15 minutes mark. And then they continued wrestling for 10 minutes. And yeah, I I thought it got a bit much at the end. I, I definitely agree there. Uh, but yeah, not this not the like standout match that we were hoping for for this show. Definitely. Uh, and 
that brings to mind the larger point of the show. Like, all of the matches on the show under-delivered for the potential they had for me, except for Mission versus Junior. Like, I I have seen Kikura and Kota have better matches this year. Better, better singles matches this year. And this just wasn't wasn't it. Uh, this wasn't on the level of their matches this year. This was nowhere near the Shun and Kikura match for me. Um, it, I don't know what what it is. Uh, why? Maybe it's just this crowd was so poorly mic'd, and I I felt no drama here. I felt maybe that's it. I don't know. I, the larger consensus from the from people, it seems to be in the same boat. Like a lot of people say that this show kind of underdelivered a lot, and I think that is going to be the lasting point of this show is that all of the stuff here underdelivered, uh, and that is sad. I, I I'm definitely disappointed. Um, but I am excited about the future for Kikuros Dreamgate. Uh, because they have set up the big boss going against the Rainbow Big Six uh, generation. They all they have already set the fourth match in that series, uh, which will be Ben K in Corrigan Hall on September seventh. So I think that will that should be the next logical Dreamgate match. Will be after Big Boss has run through that match series. After he has faced Ben K, Yuki Ochoka, and Storm Machine J, he will challenge for the Dream Gate, probably at Gate of Destiny in his hometown in Osaka. Yeah, and I think they need somebody like him uh, to really have a shiny match. I don't think Minora was that guy in, in hindsight or foresight, at least for me. Um, but I think Shimizu. That to me is one of their better wrestlers overall. But I will say this: if there's another match like we've seen the last two with Kikuda, I think we need to start asking some questions uh, about him as champion because I am really not feeling this title reign at the moment. And a lot of it might not be his fault. But then you see a match like this and you think, okay, maybe this guy isn't. Maybe championship isn't. Maybe Dreamgate is a step too far at at the end of the day. But I think if you could have a match with Shimizu, yeah. I think Where the it, long epics are his struggle. <laughs> and, and, and maybe that's it. Like Again, maybe yeah. the dream yeah. game was a step too far for him at the end of the day. Maybe it's maybe I, it's I the long epic or maybe it's like the building because like the, he had two really good singles matches and they were Minora in Korokin Hall and Imizu in Korokin Hall. And sure, no, and Mojisuke in Korokin Like the Mojisuke match was short. It was yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, that's a. I agree with you on that. Yeah, and I, they're, I, I, they're I all agree. under twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, the Minora yeah, match is right around twenty. The others are distinctively shorter. Yeah, but it's but they're all like really well paced. I think that is what what like. I think he should have a cork in the before the Shimizu match just to have a filler match. Have like someone from Natural Vibes like be the cork main event. I f- in like October. I think that that sh- they should do that because then then we can have at least a cork match to 
Judge this Keeper reign of. When is Gate of Destiny? Gate of Destiny is in November. I don't November. remember. I don't remember the exact date, but it is in. Uh, I think again. I haven't loved Yoshioka's in one run, and I it kind of weirds me out because I always think of Yoshioka as like one of the best DG workers, but like then you look at that, it's like Anzai is outshining him in all of these matches, and it's like a guy who's a literal rookie. It's like is Anzai better than all of the DG roster? Well, like I, that's that's what I'm thinking right now when you watch that tournament, uh, and it's like man. What's going on here? Because I was always a Yoshioka defender, but I'm now I'm starting to see like like what these critics are saying more, and it scares me a little bit. And then Kakuda, I don't like this rain very much either. But a good thing, what I think they need more than anything else, I think they need a hot angle, like for somebody, yeah. and I don't yeah. know who it is. For how been, long are we saying this? We have been saying it for and, the entire year, and, <laughs> well, and, and it still hasn't happened yet. And we're seeing we're seeing consequences to that yeah. Yeah. because, like him and Yoshioka, that on paper was a great, great match. But then look at the build; there was no build to, to it, pretty much, other yeah. than the, the one promo. This match was built up with a tournament, but it's Minora who is not a, he's not title caliber in my opinion. Uh, and now you have something with Shimizu. They're setting something up, but to me, okay, him going through the Reiwa Big Six, that's good. Like, in a good, like, if you, if everything was right all around him. But right now, they need something to pop, you know, something to really yeah. get people invested. And I just don't know if that's the answer. I I was I was talking about Amy, about the show, and we were talking about, like, this, this company really needs an, another believable big heel other yeah. than Shun Skywalker. Right now, the only believable world champion heel in this company is Shun Sky. Uh, because I don't believe Kai is ever winning the uh, the Dreamgate. And yeah, he had his run already. Yeah, and he honestly doesn't doesn't wrestle on the level of the big main eventers anymore. Like no, he not did. That tag match. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we were talking, like we, I. I Something I've noticed about Kikura during these two last matches and the builds to them is that he's pr- he is acting pretty arrogant towards both re- uh, both wrestlers he has faced. He has put them put them away in pretty dominant fashion, sometimes. and I it's almost like I want a story of Kikura's like own hype getting to his head or something like that, and have having him get. Get like so ego driven that he turns on D courage, and I almost want a like big swerve of the of Kikura being the one that turns heel, and Big Mom Shimizu being the baby face coming in and taking the t- trying to take in his hometown. And before this show, I was I was on the other side where I wanted Ben K no uh, Big Mom Shimizu to be the heel going into that match, but. Something about Kikura in this match and after the match, it just looked like, I mean, I don't know. Having a champion turn during his reign is something we haven't been, uh, like, I I can't remember the last time we had. And I think it could fit here. I think for that, you need they should have done that with Yoshioka. Right? Yeah. I think it would have it would have meant more if like if they were gonna do that. I guess you could get behind that somehow, or maybe all of them turn. 
but I, I don't think they would want the courage to, to go that way. Oh. No, yeah, no. yeah. See, so I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's a, yeah. they're in a tough spot right now. Either way, they are in a very tough spot right now because they're missing a believable top heel. As much as I love Big Boss Shimizu, I don't think him as a is capable of winning the Dream Game. Him as a babyface could maybe, but him as a heel, I don't believe that. And I think they need to go back to having. A heel versus babyface made of it because they're the last two have been two straight babyfaces going against each other and they've all yeah, under delivered in storyline. And then you look at Shun Skywalker and kick it off from earlier this year, and you see the power of a babyface versus heel match in the main event. And that also had real emotions behind it yeah. as well with the years gone by like with the injury and everything a great story to go with it as well and yeah because shoes title run wasn't exactly getting rave reviews before that match uh you know at yeah. the end of the day i mean like the the yoshioka match i liked well enough and the straw machine match was like a good first challenge type of match but it wasn't like he was lighting the world on fire as champion until that match where you had the story, everything came together. Kakuda like built up really well as a babyface, a challenger. So I think if you could get a story, but it's tough because the the guy that you would want that is gone. Like he went to Mexico at the end of the day with the Amante after the cage match. So now you're kind of left to kind of put things together. Shun going away as well. Like, there goes your top heel as well. So now it's like the baby face that's the hottest and the heel that's the hottest both leave at the same time. And yeah. now we're just trying to find our way. So I, I don't I don't blame them for it because they, there's stuff out of their control as well. But I do think if they have something in their back pocket they're saving, now it's probably a good time to, to break that glass and let, let's see what happens. Yeah, it's yeah. just kind of weird how they were like the good storytellers for a long time and see them struggling this hard. Yeah. Um. No, current thing doesn't work, and I wouldn't have said that like two months ago. In out of out of world. But it's always like, okay, yeah, like there's the here are like the bones of a good story. Um, and you have that like all the time with, with Dragon Gate, but they never capitalized. Uh, cap, yeah, no, what, I, what, what's um, I'm strong, capital, capitalize on it, capitalize, thank you, yeah, capitulate is something else in English, huh? <laughs> um. It's frustrating, honestly. Yeah, I, I have, I have been starting to feel that frustration a lot uh, lately, and I, I've, I definitely need them to pick up more, uh, and have. I really want Morgan uh, on September seventh to have like an awesome moment that shocks me because I need it. I desperately need it. Here we go again with the the core connect goal that we yeah. always want to to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I will continue asking for it and I get it, okay? <laughs> but yeah. Um overall this show definitely under delivered. Uh it's but... just like under delivered. This was like 
a 5.56 out of 10. Like, this is not bad. Yeah, I agree with that. Just, like, we usually get way better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we usually get, uh, like, there's usually more people that care about this, and I, I haven't seen any any hype from the Western audience on Twitter just today about yeah. the show. And that is kind of sad. Uh, it's mostly just my, like, yeah. To be fair, again, saying what I said about uh, Diamantine Shun leaving, it's fair to say that right now, right after, like, Kobe World is the peak of the year. Everybody yeah. knows that. We're kind of on that downturn right now, like from the peak of the year to now. And even last year, it was like a weird time after, after, I mean, the Kobe World last year was like so negatively received. Uh, anyway, but it's still, it took them a little while to get into gear. It wasn't until that Ata match, which was in September, where it felt like they started to turn, turn it around a little bit. So I, I will give them a pass for this show. But if there's another one like this, I definitely think there will be more questions. But if they could have something yeah. good in September, I think we could see them turn it around. That's kind of like the norm for them post Kobe World. Yeah. Well, we will move over to DDT Pro Wrestling, our other company. Uh, they had a Cork and Hall show last Sunday. We didn't get to talk talk about it earlier this week because we Coho on the show. And we didn't we didn't want to overshadow that with talking about TDT, so we're running it now after Dangerous Gate. Uh, last weekend on the on the thirteenth of August in Tokyo Corken Hall, eight hundred and sixteen fans, which, which now is their second best Corken this year. DDT that is Saki Akai's tenth anniversary tour in Corken. We're probably not going to touch on every match on the show, but we'll touch about uh, touch on some of this. Uh, I the first one I think we should talk about is the six man tag: Yunakiyama, Yuki Naya, and Kara, Kazusara Gucci, Yuki Ishida, Kashi Masada. When Naya pinned Masada with the world be- world's best backdrop in nine minutes and 19 seconds. Uh, the big point about this match is not the match at all. Uh, it's more of the post-match angle of Suwama and Hikaru Sato and Dan Tamura. All Japan Pro Wrestling Evolution is their stable. Came out and they had bought tickets to, to the show and they were watching the, this match unfold. They they showed them before the match started. The bleachers and I thought that was uh, after the match, they came out and they confronted Burning, and they basically pretty much set up a, a, a special Evolution versus team match on. I think it's going to be on uh, the of the World Show show later in September. Yes, I think so. But yeah, it's going to be Naya, uh, Akiyama, and Yusuke Okada. So yeah, some old Japan versus uh, stuff here. Yeah, there's a ton of history between Akiyama and all Japan. It's kind of a big like prestige boost for DDT to to get in here. Finally, yet another company DDT will work with before they work with Noah <laughs> once again as well. So they decided that here. 
Yeah, I'd rather work with all Japan than with Noah. <laughs> at this moment, like that's just not worth but it. But they're part of the same. They are owned by the same people. <laughs> yes, they have the same president, but it's not worth it. <laughs> uh, important to say that uh, Tamura said Yusuke Okada has to come. Him and Okada have unfinished time, uh, unfinished business from their Okada's. Time. I I think Dan Tamura has improved a lot, especially the last year, and I think that that as a singles match, I I could be like run that in Corican or something. That would be cool. Dan is awesome. But yeah, uh, then the next match uh, to talk about on the show was the Ricky Doi winning the Iron Man Heavy Metal in a big battle royal. Uh, yeah, uh, Noriko Doi is now the Iron uh, ch- champion, which is of course, of course, the biggest title Noriko Doi has ever won. Like the Dreamgate is nothing compared to the Iron Man Heavy Metal title. I think we all can agree on that. I thought this was charming. This was Naruki- this wasn't great. I I liked it a lot. Um, obviously, like, there's there's some there's Antonio Honda in the in this, there's pheromones in this, but um it's it's DDT. Um yeah, this charming is the right word. This is fun. Yeah, if, if any kind of stuff like this at DDT, if you're a fan of it, there's stuff to like here. And it was just a goofy silliness. Yeah, uh I I I really liked the the like promo Naruki Doi had where he was confused about the rules title he had just won and like Sumi and Rukia. no was it uh, Rukia uh, Rukia yeah they both tried to win it from him but he he kind of screamed and like ran away it was really fun I I thought that that whole thing was so charming and now Naruki Doi of course has another title to carry we should uh, at the end of the year we should run through uh, all the titles Naruki Doi won I think that yeah. would be funny. <laughs> we move over to a special six-man tag on this show. Yuki Ueno, Mao, and Toy Kojima defeating the... <laughs> Can we call them Neo Bishkigun? I, I, I will call them Bishkigun. I love the Bishkigun unit, so I will call them that. Uh, Chris St. Laurent, uh, which, which of course was Chris Brooks, and Martha who is Masao Takanashi, and Kusie Sakesama, which was Sakura Hirota dressed as Sakya Kai's alter ego in TJPW. I loved this match. I thought it, this was so charming. This was like, if the other match had been like a classic DDT f- funny stuff, this was classic DDT funny stuff mixed with awesome wrestling. <laughs> Like I thought, I thought this was fun, really fun. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about awesome wrestling, but it, well, was, yeah. it was really cool. Um, obviously, like it's no, it's no secret that we love uh, Sakura Hirota on this part. Man, when when Kyusei Sakisama came out, I was, yeah. I was just, <laughs> I was convinced this was this was great. Um. Obviously, um, Chris and Masa couldn't show up because uh, they drank too much the day before. 
Oh, okay. um, so we had, you know, they had to improvise. Yeah, true. I wonder where they found this mad British doctor. And where he got all these needles and knives and stuff. Dylan, what Did, do you think about this? <laughs> yeah, he stabbed you, I know, with a, one of the needles. Uh, so we have to great sell. great sell from Weno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is I mean this is goofy fun. Uh, again, uh, like I said here, you you would have um you know Chris Saint Laurent was a an improvement over Yukio Saint Laurent, I guess. And uh Kyose Sakisama. Always fun. So seeing these three. Give us something goofy to do, totally fits the theme. I'm sure Saki herself was very happy to to see yeah. this. Yeah, for sure. See, DD, uh, DDT is not like the old DDT, but if they bring stuff like this more often, like this was, this felt kind of like a, a throwback because we don't see stuff like this that it is, often. It is a throwback to something from TGPW. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no, I don't, I'm not talking about uh, Neobichi Kigun. I'm talking yeah. about oh, you know, okay. like this kind of comedy. Okay, yeah. I, I love it. It's peak. I love it. I mean, go back when Sato was there, too. Or earlier in the show. Yeah, true. Uh, the big thing... I, 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 what I love about this is that even though Sakya Kai is retiring, Neo Bishkikun will never die. They can, revi- they can revive that gimmick for... With, <laughs> and I will be entertained by it every time. Uh, but yeah, we move over to the KOD Tag Team title match. Yuji Hino and Makoto Uishi defeating Daisuke Sasaki and MJ Paul in MJ Paul's first defense. Yeah, they wo- they had the titles, but Oishi won when he pinned Paul with a tornado clutch. I, I mean, first of all, this match for me isn't memorable at all. I don't have any notes on it. I, I, it was just a match that happened. But I mean, Omega won. That's better. Th- that's like a slight up from Japan. And that's, uh, yeah. What do you guys think about this? Listen, we all need to come together. <laughs> Celebration. <laughs> Celebrate. Omega ending Damnation's reign. No more titles for that bum Daisuke Sasaki or MJ Paul. That is my highlight of the month so far. Uh, them losing. Very good stuff. Hino back in a, a maybe a more natural role. Oishi, love him to death. What a great performer. And unfortunately, it's going to lead to more bad stuff. But still, I consider who the next challengers are. But still, very happy. Very happy with this. Yeah. Yeah, this I, I don't <laughs> I don't remember this match. It's been a week since I saw it. But after the match, um out came Conan. And Conan had a on, on the undercard, it was actually the opener. Uh, he had a really good singles match with Hideki Okatani. And um, yeah, I, he, I didn't want to mention it because Conan beat Okatani. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, um, <laughs> but you know he he challenged uh, with the fourth member of uh, De- Damnation TA, 
which is obviously Minoru Fujita. Yeah. Oh, it will be a match. He, Minoru, he will, he I, like talk. It. I like Minoru Fujita, but just not like Damnation Minoru Fujita. Yeah. I like yeah. comedy Minoru Fujita. Uh, Hino thought, uh, thought Kanon wanted to challenge with Takumichi no Kuyasu. And I, I would have been very into that match. <laughs> I, I think Taka, that, that could be fun because that would be a, a Kado joke, like knockback. But yeah. Yeah, you know, if, Kanon, he, if Kanon would, uh, would want to flex his K or, um, JTO connections. I'm all here. Um, I'm always here for his tag team with Micah. Now oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't. That you don't that care. Is gonna, you just say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not where I would want the tag title in this company to be. I'll say that much. Uh, that match is happening on the night of. Uh, in Ota Ward. So Minoru Fujita and Kanon versus Yuji Hino and Makoto Ishii has been added to that show. Uh, we move over to the next match. DDT Extreme Title Weakness Explosion Activation Conditions are up to you. All and Escape Ghost and Balloon Explosion Deathmatch. Kasuki Hirata making his second successful defense Versus Yuki Sakaguchi uh, with the mir- uh, when he won with the miracle one shot cradle from a huge balloon explosion destruction after 40 minutes and 27 seconds. Yeah, Hirata, <laughs> the creative mind that never stops working. Peak DDT. Yeah, this was really funny. Dylan, what did you think about this? Oh, this was this was awesome. I, I don't know how anybody could watch this and not at least be amused by what you're seeing here. And Yukio is such an underrated comedic performer as well. Yeah. <laughs> when when he whenever he's in these situations, uh, like he's always doing crazy stuff, selling it. You know, he's he goes all the way to corpse for stuff. Like even when he was feuding with Dino that time and, and everything. And, and now this, this was just so funny. Like him going after the ghost and, and everything. It was just awesome. Like everything about this was just so funny to me, and I highly, highly enjoyed this. Uh, excellent work. One of the better DDT comedy matches all year, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, Hirata is now two for two for me when when it comes to these extreme times. The Harashima match last month. The, I mean, the three way he wanted in it's just an awesome wrestling match. Not let alone uh, the awesome comedy in it. But I, I, it's just. It's clear that this title is where it belongs when it, when he wrote his whole thing. I I am very entertained by this stuff, and I hope this reign keeps going. Amen. Yep. And then we move over to the main event, the special six woman tag Sakakai's debut tenth anniversary match. Sakakai, Mayo Yuhiki, and Oscar or Veni. Def- Oscar Veni, you know, defeated Takumi Roa, Vina Yamashita, and Shoko Nakajima when Akai pinned Nakajima with Quetzalcoatl. How do you say it, Dylan? Quetzalcoatl. Okay. After 19 minutes and one second. Yeah, 
this is probably our first like full Joshi review, maybe? I don't know. I mean, the Gumbar, uh, as all of the Dramatic Dream Dragons, us three as a trio, I think full-on Joshi match that we can review. And in case you didn't know, from the names I mentioned in that rundown, these are some really good uh, Joshi wrestlers. <laughs> all, all, all these and they delivered. I, I, this was really fun. A classic, like, we are all big stars coming into this one show, great sake guys, and we are going to have a really fun match to celebrate our career. And for me, that was all this match needed to be, and it was. What do you guys think about this? Dylan? Yeah, this, I thought this was a really good main event. I, I highly enjoyed it. Uh, all of the other wrestlers came in, Team Iwasaki and, and against her, obviously. They all tried really hard. I thought they did a pretty great job uh, of just making sure everything looked good for, you know, a DDT match like this. Uh, going in there, I thought it was, like, a, a great job. Nothing too egregious or anything like that. Um, of everybody, I thought that uh, I just really enjoyed seeing Shoko team with Iroha and Yamashita. Like, this is a totally random team you would never get to see in Tokyo Joshi Pro. Yeah. But in this, you got to see them all team together. And I thought that uh, my favorite part, uh, my favorite person in the match was Iroha, actually. Uh, when she got in there with Akai, I thought they had, like, a lot of great stuff. Uh, just basic stuff, but still so well done, as you would expect from someone like Iroha. So I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was a great main event. This, this match had this produce show feeling. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that I... That I was kind of craving since the last um, Seriousm show. Um, mm. Because, you know, the names aren't random. Like, the opponents um, all debuted in the same year as I did. Yeah. Um, I don't quite know what the lore behind her own team is. Um, but, you know, uh, it all it all worked worked out. It was... Really a feel-good match in the end, um, but like was really strong too. So yeah, yeah. All in all, I I say that this show is was a show that I want to see. Like I want to see a lot more in the vein of this show. Yeah, I I mean I thought it was a really fu- a, a really fun show. I. Of course, the 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 like the tag title match could have been better, but yeah, uh, I thought the last two matches definitely delivered for that expectation. But yeah, I see your point. You had a lot of fun stuff on the show, uh, whether it was the All Japan guys invading, um, <laughs> like fun comedy stuff with the Iron Man title and uh, and Neo Bishikigun with Brooks and all of them. Uh, You got the great, the the great extreme title match, which was like a great comedy match. And then the main event, which was like good wrestling. So you got a little bit of everything on this show overall. And even the tag title match, it wasn't good, but Damnation lost the title. So it was actually all good. This is like one of my, one of my more favorite DDT shows of the whole year, honestly, like for a top to bottom show. I can't remember one that was as good as this like top to bottom. Yeah. 
Well, um, DDT are now on the road to the Ottawa. We, I haven't gotten the chance to see the beer garden show yet. Yes, uh, I'm currently in the process of doing so, and it's a lot also, of fun. Actually, I just like just as you said, your sentence, the pinfall and the main event happened. Yeah, uh, how did, how was Erie and Chris Brooks's exchanges? Because of course, that is what we're building towards right now. Um, they have a lot of chemistry, um, but it's not. Uh, at the moment, it's not nothing that like blows anyone away. Yeah. Uh... Um, but you know, Iria is very good in like the, like the more European style, um, because it, he tours there a lot. Um, so I think they they are. Obviously, with Chris, you do you have to wrestle a little bit of a different style because it's so unique. Um, but they give they gave me confidence that the, that they will deliver. Yeah, uh, we're of course building to that show, uh, which is happening on September 9th in Ottawa. They also today had a show in Osaka Edion number two, where Chris Brooks uh, and Ira again was in. Uh, this time, Chris Brooks was teaming with. Masada, and they were facing Irie and Harashima, uh, which sounds pretty f- uh, fun. I think that was also a taped show, so it will be a, yeah, yeah, it, 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 here. yeah it will be uh, in three days. Yeah, and that show also had Daisuke Sasaki versus UQ. Uh, but yeah, this DDT right now, of course, all of all of the roads lead to the Auto World Show on September. They, I'm trying to find uh, find the card right now for the matches they have announced, but I think right now it's only the Chris Brooks and Irie main event, and now the Tag Taro match. No, I was... think no, no, no. There's more. Give me a moment. And the Burning versus uh, Evolution match. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, either way. It's, uh, we will keep you updated as the weeks uh, go on. I don't know how, how we will do it later this week if we'll be able to record an episode before I go all in. But if we do, you will get to listen to it because, of course, we will post it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, any last thing before I close the show? Yeah, I think that I just, first of all, I just want to say to everybody, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for all the support over the last few episodes and all the fun times that we've got to have here. If you want to see some more stuff from me, check me out uh, uh, at Viva underscore zero. Always updating all my stuff. Got all kinds of cool stuff coming up. Eastern Lariat. I will be doing a show about all kinds of stuff. All Japan Royal Road. Noah in one. We might even touch a little bit on this stuff. It depends on what string is seen, uh, pretty much. But we will touch on all of it. Uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash Eastern Lariat. Me and Sandre doing reviews of the Five Star Grand Prix. Doing reviews of N1 with me and Dean. Me and Squill have done it as well. Dr. Jonathan was on there as well for a show. Uh, he, he went to Japan, much like uh, Yannick did uh, the month prior. So that was a lot of fun to talk to him about. And um, Wrestle Update's going to have a new episode. I uh, do more stuff with me and Nello, uh, talking about everything and previewing oh, All In, which 
me, me and Sandre will talk, do a show about when he comes back. He's going to be our, our man on the streets, live with All yeah. In. I'm uh, going to All In, baby. <laughs> he is All In right now. Uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun stuff, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, also, Lucha Talk, we did a show as well, talking about a horrific uh, Triple Mania show. That Triple I Mania heard had, it so was bad, a- yeah. Yes, it was. Uh, that's the thing. <laughs> I know Triple we sounded a little... Yeah, I know we sounded a little negative on Dangerous Gate this month, but it's like the problem is that we expect good things for them, so even average is a little underwhelming. With AAA, you expect it to be terrible, and it still is worse than you ever <laughs> ever thought it could be. And that's what we had to deal with this month. So wherever you're at, whatever company you like, I will have some show talking about it and covering it to the best of my abilities. So uh, thank you all for that. But talking about uh, expecting the worst, um... I have the card translated for DDT Big Bang on September 9th. Okay, yeah, let's end all that. Okay, it's... Pheromones <laughs> uh, versus Akito, whatever he does. Yeah. Um, it's Yukio Sakaguchi, Sakekai, and Hideki Katani versus Yankee 2 Kenshu and Chairman Ram. Okay. It's... Yeah, yeah. I forgot that was happening. <laughs> Explosion, deathmatch, six man, Onita, Yoshitatsu, and Toy Kojima versus Chunakiyama, Sanshiro Takaki, and Yusuke Okada. Uh, Konosuke Takeshita and Daisuke Sasaki versus Yuki Ueno and Mao. Um, which will be awesome if the six man uh, at Korokan was any indication. Uh, then we have obviously uh, Hino and Oishi versus Fujita and Kanon. And the match we missed it's Hirata versus Naruki Doi. Double title. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. And then obviously um, uh, Brooks versus Hiri. Yeah. We, we will definitely talk about that uh, in the coming weeks. And yeah, look forward to that because we have a big guest lined up for our talk about that show. But yeah, until then, Yannick, any last things you want to say? Um, not especially. Go watch Gunpro. I I mean to get to it. I, it's a lot, okay? There's a lot of wrestling going on. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, until next time, as always, be ready, wake up, and go!